Welcome to Two Takes on the Pod. My name is Osai, and on this podcast, I talk about culture, society, and humanity from the viewpoint of Africans home and abroad. On this episode, Tolu Lope Osho joins the podcast to share how he's been actively working to help people fleeing the crisis in Ukraine, particularly Nigerians and Africans. It's been over two weeks since the war in Ukraine broke out, and a lot has happened. There are quite a few things going on. The first question I ask myself is, how do fellow Nigerians and Africans in Canada help? What should we know? And what's the real story besides what we are hearing from the Western media outlets? Tolu had just left Kiev after it was struck. He had landed in Ternopil shortly after when he heard what happened. Now, he had opportunities to also go and head towards the border, but for whatever reason, he decided to stay. He stayed in Ternopil for a while, helping people find a passage from places like Kiev and other war zones over to Ternopil, which is a safe area in, um, in Ukraine. After helping so many people, he himself eventually went to Hungary, also providing a path there as well. Now, you will hear a little bit more why he went to Hungary as opposed to Poland or Romania. But based on the news, I had the impression that there were active efforts to keep Africans from leaving um, Ukraine. But Tolu has an interesting perspective on that. It's more or less racism and more like nationalism. And if you think that there could be a cross there, I would agree with you. But, you know, pay attention for that when we have the conversation. Tolu details his experience as well as the experience of others he managed to help out of the war zone. And I think it makes for a compelling story and some useful insight into what, you know, Nigerians in diaspora or at least Nigerians in Ukraine are experiencing right now. Tolu is quite the impassioned character. His focus is quite clear, and that is to help as many Africans out of the war zone as possible. He has been featured on CBC, NBC, and Premium Times Nigeria, just to name a few. I should also mention that Tolu is not the only one doing this good work. We also have Black Women for Black Lives and Africans in Ukraine also doing some really good work as well. As usual, I'll provide links in the show notes. Last thing. The Zoom audio was not ideal, if I might add. Um, and it was a quite a challenge to work with it, but I think it's still very much listenable, especially with the message that Tolu has. Um, with that said, here's my conversation with Tolu. Enjoy the show. hearing a lot of things in the media so you know i rather just have it from somebody who's actually there doing the work that's the reason why i reached out to you okay so let's let's go straight to the question okay no problem um all right so i i guess from for me like one of the first things i was thinking about right is did you see anything happening like during the start of the year or was it just like you know when 
you know, Russia started, you know, aggressing that we, you saw it as well. Where was there any feeling locally that, you know, something might hit the fan before February 21st, 23rd period? Yes, um, regarding that, we in Ukraine, actually, we, we were actually checking out news. We never knew, like, uh, uh, Putin, the president of Russia, would fit into action. And right. we been camped by Zelensky, who is the president of Ukraine, like nothing is going to happen, we're still cold, we're still good. Mm-hmm. So that we were actually believing on that everything is okay until the first strike. So after the first strike, that was when we know that, wow, this is war. <laughs> really? And, and and how did you find out about the first strike? Like, you know, because you're based in Ternopil, right? Oh, wow, that is a very good story. Regarding the first strike, I was actually in Akiv, where the first strike happened. But Are I was you serious? Lo- I was lucky to be heading back to Tenopi at that same day, which means on the, on the same time I was landing in Tenopi, which is about 18 hours journey. Oh, is wow. The, the strike is happening where I left. So I was like, wow, wow. I got past ready instantly. Let me just keep helping people through this passage. Interesting. So before that, you, you know there's something that might happen. Every there is tension rising, oh, but you don't think that there's going to be a strike. I'm just I'm just over over cautious. So I, right. I was like, <laughs> let me let me. So were you based there or were you based in Ternopil or like? I was in Ternopil at a particular point in time. So okay. I went there to buy my gears. I was a miner, so I went there to actually buy one of my gears. So that's okay. what happened. Interesting, interesting. Wow. So you land in back in Ternopil. Now you heard that where you just left has been struck. And then and I I just passed through that passage. So I want to give everybody that passage. <laughs> okay, okay, I see. So you want to pay it forward, which is a is a beautiful thing. I'm I'm curious, do you feel like like right now Ternopil is still one of the safe zones, right? Um right. humanitarian food and water into everybody in the whole country coming to Ternopil as we speak. Oh. Interesting, interesting. So, I do. You, do you have any concerns yourself, right? Because you know, and I'm gonna get to this question a little bit later. But because you, when you get to Ternopil, did you actually leave Ternopil to go to the border and then come back? Because I saw in one of the articles that they were coming. That situation, I was like, okay, fine. You know, it happened on the day I'm landing in Ternopil. Right, right. Next, next morning, there was a, a father who told like who told us like, please evacuate our four daughters out of the country immediately. Right. Me and my friend, we actually drove them to the border. And I was like, I know all this passage. I even know the passage to Poland border. How do I you know? Easily... How do you know all these passages? Like, you know, were you driving before? Were you, you know... Yeah, I've got a driver in therapy. And okay. he's actually... so he was the one who actually like drove those um four girls to the border with me. So mm-hmm. I had that my bags are packed. So I had the opportunity to flee into Poland. I thought it back like this this situation just happened. It mm-hmm. hasn't escaped like public like it hasn't even got to some places. And I was able to escape from Aki to Telopi, from Telopi to Poland. If I swift out right now, I've got friends back there. I've mm-hmm. got people let me turn back and give these people the passage and evacuate as much as I can up to this moment. Wow, man. That's an incredibly courageous thing to do because you know how, you know, you know, most people just japa, like they don't want waste time, you know, but, but, but you <laughs> understanding, like, I mean, it, it just seems like you have a know-how where you can see that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. 
So you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, I'm still safe. I can walk the route for like 12, 15, 18 times as much as I want without mm-hmm. getting so that route is still safe. People mm-hmm. don't know. Let me just tell people, make it public. Let them right. Right, right. Now that's that that's that's an incredibly courageous thing. So honestly, I I appreciate you. I don't have any family in Ukraine, but you know, as I saw your page, I was just you know pointing people to go and use it. You know, I was sending it to people that I know. We are working on the SKPs, so mm-hmm. we're sending them to school. We don't want anybody to be legal as well as me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what we're working on as we speak right now. So you're trying to get them to school, like other schools that will be able to yeah. take them. Uh, is there any program that's going on that's allowing that to happen? Like, yeah. is there are there schools that are doing exchange programs and things like that? Sure, sure. We want to start with the language because I'm only receiving little funds from the public, but I have do my deductive, but uh, I have to like spend the rest back to the public. So there's a school you can actually get for like 400 euros just to keep your leg in this country for some period of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't spend people's money. I have to give it back to them. So that's what I'm doing. I want to just get in the SKPs and registering them to school with the money left with me. All right. And are these schools in um ukraine are they in uh, ternopil and leave and all these areas that like are still safe zones hungry we're talking about right now. oh this is hungry you're talking about yeah people okay. were hungry because i'm on ground still here in hungary and i'm helping the escapees from ukraine who are nigerians who are blacks who are africans here in hungary and make sure i get them to school and those who want to go home any any financial support we can just do from the sponsored uh, the funds which we received so i'm ready to like give it up okay okay sorry i'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm mixing this up a little bit so you're in hungary right now yeah i've i've yeah i've helped a lot of people out of the country so after that i escaped myself and i, I also see. made also made a video passage which after i left some people would tell me how can i get so hungry i just said go and watch my video and right. they are getting very easily Wow, wow, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, I, I want to ask you another thing, right? Uh, and you know, you probably speak to this. This is what gave brought media attention from around the world, especially for us Africans. The fact that they were rejecting us at the borders, specifically in Poland. And also, I think Romania as well seemed to be a similar situation. And what do you know about, you know, what Africans were going through trying to get across the border? And maybe tell me why you ended up choosing to go to Hungary. See, this is it. When the whole issue just started, I stayed in Tenopi. Tenopi to Lviv is just about two hours drive. From Lviv to Poland border, is also two hours drive. Mm. We, that was the closest. Right, right. It took, it took in about over 600,000 people. Poland? Yeah. 600,000, wow, okay. Uh, so come to think about it, because it's the closest, a lot of people made that their choice. I see. But was there a focus on Black people not being let in versus just too many people? Yes, uh, sir. Even as we are speaking, in Nigeria, I watched some news. People still queuing for fuel. They are fighting on that queue. And they are all blacks. 
come and think about it like 5,000 people or maybe 10,000 people want to enter into one door on a train just to get out of the country. What would happen when people are fighting for just where queue? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, so I guess from your point of view, they obviously reached a capacity and it might not have been focused on maybe black people. It was just like too many people are coming. We have to shut this off. They focus on is children and women. That was the first priority when it comes to war situation. So but I did see that some black children and women were not let in, though. This is it. The mm-hmm. men country were being banned by martial law. They cannot leave the country, which right. is Ukraine. Right. So you have people going back to their country who cry heavily, giving their kids. Last word, they don't know when they want to see again. And you expect those to be neglected to enter the trade first before you blacks. Those men are going back to take guns. They are going back to stand for their country. They should be respected. They are not soldiers. They are being caught up in martial law. Even a young years old is taking up weapons in Ukraine. Respect the fact what they are doing for their country. You are a foreigner. We don't. We are not caught up in this. We should be praying for grace. Hmm. Okay, that's that's an interesting perspective. That's an interesting perfect perspective. So, as far as you're concerned, even with Hungary, why did he end up choosing to go to Hungary? Was it just because the capacity was better? Were there better opportunities, languages, and things like that? Capacity. I just found myself here, and once I found myself here, I'm onto the government procedure, whatever the government is providing for us, mm-hmm. which is what. And whatever help I can do for my fellow Nigerians, Africans who are here in this country, I'll still stand my ground to help them and get on their feet. Nobody's right. going to. Right. So, I mean, and how are you doing that now there? Like, you know, before when you were in Ternopil, you were helping people find passages. You know, I, I even saw that you repurposed your brother's store to help provide shelter for people yeah. while they were there and things like that. So how's that? Sorry? people out already so right now what we're just doing is financial support they are mm-hmm. in europe they need to ask for more information they need some funds to get themselves to school mm-hmm. and then what we're doing we're just like after my gofundme has been activated just a few hours back i uploaded and let them know like now we have capacity to send money out to people you can come here for interviews you can come here bring your registration bring your post weekend and then get some funds to you you can start a school Right. And and let me let me just try and make sense of that a little bit. So basically what you're saying now is like, okay, so the quickest, most effective way to legal status as you've now entered Hungary is obviously through school. So your priority is getting them funds and things to get themselves settled, get registered in school, and then you know, at least they can Enter some sort of normalcy. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Roaming about the whole Europe, get into their system. Right. Get ready right. to them. It to, they only gave us 30 days protection, but you can change it to student visa to get I registered. I see. Are you in school right now? Yeah, I will be checking up a school on Wednesday because they are on holiday today and tomorrow. So on Wednesday, you already make inquiries. We're going to some schools. We're starting the registration process as well. Okay. How are you going to manage all of the things that you're doing with school? You know, you said you're a minor, like, I guess, Ethereum or Solana or what? Ethereum. Right, right. So, so how how are you managing all of that? Because this is this is a really busy, like you know, no. day. Like, what what what's your? Uh huh. Sorry. I have to like um, take charge of. If you want to mind, you just have to set up your gear. That's true. That's true. That's true. 
That's true. <laughs> like you can just leave it to run. Um, but what's your day to day like? You know, in terms of organizing, helping people. What can you just give people an idea of what you are, are actually doing and experiencing right now? I know I just saw you on Instagram. You know, right. messages. You know, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for people who is um, they should be messaging by now, which I should be replying them by now. I already made a broadcast that if you're in Hungary, send mm-hmm. me a. Gonna give you my address. Mm-hmm. Come here, take some money, do some interviews, and that's it. Because I'll start paying out people right now. That's what I'm here for. Okay, and so the people that you're paying out are specifically people that are SKPs. Or uh, how you've been able to vet that? Because you know, I know in your in your Instagram messages, they're like, "Don't send me, you know, ask me twice." You know, there there are people making interesting requests in your DMs and your messages that were kind of funny. So how are you sorting through that to kind of make sure you're getting the right people? Yeah, that's why, because they are SKPs, so which is why I requested for their Hungarian registration, their mm. post-print, and their Nigerian passport. Once they are here, I would document them. When you find a school for them, they will make an inquiries. Probably they can send their details later. However, I cannot probably promise I will be paying your full school fee, but I'm still capable of paying half of right. the fee to help as much people as that's, we can. Right, and that's something, right? That's, that's something. Um, yeah. is, is, so for you, you're in Hungary and this is, um, forgive me for my ignorance, maybe, but you know, how are you dealing with the language barrier? You know, it, these are different that, countries and, uh-huh. language school. That's my first, uh, that's my first project. Yes. Yeah. Myself is going to register myself mm-hmm. into a language. I just oh, got I into, see. I don't know anything. I'm just getting information with chapters from schools. And they said, okay, fine, we can start with the language course. And their cost is about 400 euros. So mm-hmm. those people here for interviews today, we will be giving them the school name. Mm-hmm. We'll be giving them the, and they can make their inquiries, but we will be giving them part payments also today. So probably mm-hmm. their family is something. Nice, nice. Okay. And, and, and that makes sense, right? You know, one, maybe it's probably the easiest way to access. Two, it kind of helps you navigate what is going on. At least you have a, a little bit of a head start trying to communicate with, you know, the local environment that is there. Public sorry, really want. Sorry, sorry, like, say that again. We can add their information just because if the public really wants to help them, mm-hmm. we let them know giving to them. If probably someone be like, oh, I want to complete this person's school fee, we can easily call them back and be like, oh, somebody said we should give you this. I, I, like as I sit here now, I am having this conversation with you. You're obviously very busy, and I've been seeing you active, you know. And I'm sure you have to leave soon. Um, what do people like us? What, what you know, me that's here in Canada. I mean, we can donate money to your GoFundMe that you said just got off, officially, I guess, approved, right? So please send me the link whenever we are done this conversation. But what else can we do to help? You know, is there any? What What would you say you have learned about this whole situation? And what would you advise other Nigerians or Africans, especially in diaspora, to learn, you know? The point is just like, you know, as it, things are, right now, we have to fend for ourselves. The government is just coming here to pick people, returning them back to Nigeria. And Nigeria right now is struggling for light and fuel. Yep. What is them back to do? Someone just lost his whole life. Mm-hmm. A lot of things will be happening in Nigeria very soon because I don't understand the situation of you taking someone 
who you are even first of all, I have to take him to probably a psychiatric hospital because of what happened. Someone that faced stammer tank, face bomb, face this and that. Mm-hmm. You just and you don't even know what they want to become. Right. And there's no solution there. They are not going to help you. They're going to drop you off and leave you. It's not like maybe, okay, come to think about it. In January right now, they are keeping some people in the house, paying, paying them some amount of money. They are actually paying them some amount of money on a monthly basis as a refugee in Germany government. Too. Hmm. You now take us to Nigeria, give us $100 and say bye-bye. Who, who does that help? Right. Right. No sustainable solution. We need a solution. Yeah. Yeah. What we are trying to do for, for those people who, who decided to stay behind, this is why I'm trying to help them put them to school. Right. This so is part it's... of what we should be doing. Those people who have lost their school, a lot of school have been bumped. My certificate, everything, a lot of things have been bumped inside the school premises right now. School system, everything. A lot of people have lost everything home. It's not just about the hundred dollar you want to give to them. Right. You don't know where coming from. Right. Things have happened. Right. And, and, and there was a reason why they left in the first place, right? <laughs> there was a reason I there's a reason why yeah. a lot of us are leaving. It's not just because of you know, you want a better life, you want a better future. And the thing, the, the situation in Nigeria is not even better. So, like to your point, you know, you're bringing me back to where I just ran away from or left, and you're giving me a hundred dollars to do what exactly? You know, which school am I going to now go and finish my program? Do you even have something that you can coordinate here? So some people see their certificate again. Some people passport are still in the school as we speak. Some people are oh see. wow, are you serious? Yes, because when you come into the country, they will take a passport for processing your residence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those people that just freshly came in already, a lot of things have happened. Some so people hard. are mm-hmm. without passport, fleeing up and down. Going to Thailand, going to some countries that we say I don't even know. Um, you honestly, you were telling me something that completely threw me off. You were saying that uh, people whose passports were being collected, and as a result, I don't know what happened, but people whose passports get collected, and as a res- um, next thing you know, they are somewhere else without their passport or their school registration or anything like that. A lot of people are, and this is not what we plan for. This is not. Do you know what refugee means? You be in a place you don't even know until the government decide on your life. You can be in a place for five years, ten years. They right. are buying. Yes, they are buying some ages from you. Who right. Does- right. Right. And but who's resp- like my question is who's responsible for this? Is it that some of these governments that you? Nobody believe that the world will happen. Nobody believe that our country is rich enough. Because Canada government cannot be looking at their citizens fleeing up and down. And some other countries' government cannot be... But our country is rich enough to do this, but we don't just want to talk about it. And right. I know or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they're not organized enough to do it, right? That, that to me, is the problem. Like, they do not, they do not look beyond the, you know, beyond the greed that is in front of them. They do not look up to see, you know, the, the, the respect and dignity of the country. Generation. You said what? I can't hear you. Not in their agenda. Not this At generation. All. At all. But it's the same generation since 1960. Now. Like, is it not the same people since? <laughs> it's not our fault. We, yeah. we just have, that is why people like us are fighting for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I beg, let the government do their own. Because you cannot depend on them for anything. We cannot depend hey. on them for anything. It's not, not Nigerian. I mean, 
if another government actually i can depend on another government but that, <laughs> uh, they've not given us anything to stand on Okay, so you know, uh, I think we, we we briefly talked about the GoFundMe. Um, what would you say your GoFundMe like? You know, I I mean, I can tell from this conversation, but I think it's important to just have it on the record. You know, what 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 would you say your GoFundMe um, is going to be dedicated to? Is it going to be to school to getting people into school? Or what is your vision for that? For everyone that came out of Ukraine. Okay. So because basically, I'm now in Hungary. I mm-hmm. I can. Eyes is not everywhere. I'm not good. I have really? to start from ground. Yeah. So it's right. more people. I keep helping people who are still here in Hungary. And then as time goes on, I'll keep visiting other cities, getting those SKPs, getting their details, and letting people know this is part of people who flee from Ukraine, want to start a new life. One way or the other, I know they would need help. So right, right. Now every country is gonna be. That he's gonna start benefiting as as I'm dropping this video. I'm replying them immediately. Okay, okay. So that's that's what people can look forward to. Um, on your Instagram, you know, if anybody who's listening to this or has family, I guess for here in Canada that has family that's fleeing or trying to navigate the situation, they can essentially one reach out to you via Instagram. Check your story, your your post. Now your posts are tip. Your post, your stories, or like you're essentially commenting. If you need this, reach out to me here, leave a comment, send a DM. So I can imagine the number of DMs that you have to sort through. I'm not even sure you found my own, but like the amount of DMs that you have to sort through to kind of, and not just sort through them, right? You're looking at getting the information, following up on the information, verifying it, finding the account. Like it's a yeah. whole process, right? But I enter someone's DM because they're actually waiting and I'm active. So once I'm into your DM, I reply, I check, I wait for about two minutes. If you're able to reply, I make sure I get it sorted before I leave the DM. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. So so just for anybody who, who's out there, this is one way, right? This is one key way that you can support. There are other ways. I will probably leave links there. But, you know, I think they should come and support you or or get the support from you, really. Like, that's 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 really what's going on here. Um, Before I let you go, um, you know, I really want to, like, you know, as... You know, maybe I'm here, all right? We're all in diaspora. I'm here. Maybe Canada is in a better situation now than um, Ukraine, you know, or any of these. Yeah, yeah let's say, just say Ukraine. Um, just to other Nigerians in diaspora, Africans in diaspora, what would you say you have learned as somebody in diaspora? Like, what, what, what would you say you've learned about yourself? Or, you know, I, we don't need to talk about the government because we already know what the government is. But what do you say about yourselves and, and, and just how we as a group can coordinate. What, what what's your perspective on that right now? Regarding, I've learned about myself because rightly from childhood, I've always been helping people. So, and I'm like, wow, when this actually started, I'm like, oh, really? Because basically, back in Ukraine, I, I was actually working, earning some money, having some savings, thinking about um, owning some companies, going here. I had to a lot of things back uh, there but how i felt about it is actually good and i believe it's cool i believe there are still a lot of people out there who don't know how to reach out to people who are really in need of help so mm. probably we do this and i've got in support with nido with a lot of organizations wow. with a lot of, um, all all around the whole world 
who actually are going to be using me to support people because they believe I've trusted the way I've been organizing and mm-hmm. doing things to everyone. Let me tell you one secret. Mm-hmm. I cannot spend people's money. It's impossible for me. What do you mean by that? What I mean by this is like, if I've been giving some money for donations, it's actually go for the donation. It's impossible for me to spend such money. Okay. I'm very religious. Okay. Um, so you're a Christian? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I want to I want to really get into that because I think I understand what you're saying, but I want to get pushed further. Um, so you're really saying that, you know, because a lot of organizations, charity organizations, and I suspect that this is your was your issue when I asked you a question earlier. Um, they normally will use money for their own upkeep. So if they send them five thousand euros or something like that, they'll maybe they'll maybe I know I know they'll probably they'll maybe use one thousand for their own upkeep and then use the four thousand to donate, which is still somewhat responsible. It sounds like you're saying that you don't want to touch that money at all. Is it possible for? very religious to that extent i, I mean yeah you can be religious and and you know you're still you're still trying to manage your thing like you know what about if you had to pay other people that were working like what if maybe people now want to volunteer and and support you and things like i mean i guess that's already happening but See, what, what about that aspect of things i got out of my dms hey hello okay i want to send you 200 you can take 100 and help me send 100 out this is directed to me right but they- any money is not directed to me. It's going back out because we all know what we are looking for. We all know the communication we have with God. Right. I have, I'm not just carrying carries on head for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So things I cannot touch, it will affect me. I've got conscience. Mm. I, I don't want to ask you less night because of all these people. Right. If they are crying, I spend their money and they are crying. It would stop me. Yeah, yeah. It's a horrible thing. It's it's why you I wonder about some of these other organizations that they can they can chop the seventy percent and and only give out thirty percent. Yeah, their highs are blocked. They have a lot of things to do. But imagine, you know, like I'm still helping people. I still want to teach them how to make money. Right. See what. Yeah. Right. Right. Like basically, you want to teach them. You know. You know. Some people will give you fish. And then others do teach you how to fish. You're basically saying your goal is to teach you how to fish. And even from that fish that you're <laughs> that you're teaching them to catch, you don't want to carry your own. <laughs> if I if I understand this correctly. Ah, uh, I will have problem if I touch it. No, I, yeah, I, I I I understand that and I respect it. I'm happy that your GoFundMe got approved because I think that is always a good way to let you like a lot of people are sorry, you said. Probably good for me. I, I, my, I collected my deductibles out there because I've been spending before the good fund me was approved. Right, right. Spending from day one. So now that it's approved, I got my deduct deductibles and the rest I'm giving out. And after that, I'm still gonna touch my deductibles again. Right. Interesting. Just I don't have time for it's just general. Mm-hmm. We help you, you get back on your feet. We hope you help others. That's right. it. That's it. You know, I wish I wish our leaders could be like you. <laughs> you know, all of them. You know, I wish I wish they could be like you. They, we would, we would, you know, there would be more reason to fight for the country. You know, um, but that being said, you know, thank you for taking the time. Let me not, you know, take too much more of your time. Uh, I'm curious, what's, you know, 
right now what are you like i already know what you're focusing on i don't think there's any any reason to ask that one you're helping people get to school right you're 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 helping them find their footing you're going to move to other cities around the border towns to help them more am i off here everyone everyone that's what we're into right. that's that's it like let's just we cannot be filling up and we need everybody we need like get yourself in order and then what next what do you want what kind of help do you want this is it just Europe school. You can start with the language course. They're gonna give you some um, some temporary residence for some time, and mm-hmm. after this, venture into the main school. But basically, I'm just a one man doing this. Gets you on your feet, right? If I are you able to fly? Everyone help those who help themselves. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. Um, to Carrie's King, you know why 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 Carrie's King? By the way. What, what was that from? Caris is from Caris. I've been doing dread, like I've seen like Caris has actually been down. Nobody brought it up. And then I'd be like, oh, now we need to get it back on food. Let's give a lot of people Caris. Let them mm-hmm. know what's actually happening. It's not mm-hmm. just the Caris, it's actually a brand. So it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, you can see Caris, Caris was how we used to trade. Caris used to be the most uh, valuable. Uh, trading commodity in Africa back in the day. You say what? We bring about the culture. We promote right. the culture. Right, right. I hear that. I see the vision. I see the vision. Um, <laughs> Tolu, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate you. I appreciate all the work that you're doing. Um, I hope that uh, you know, just this little thing that I've done here can help support at least or bring people to your to you know to get that help that they need. So thank you for taking the time, and I hope more of us can learn from you know from from your example thank you very much i'm always available anytime just let me know i'll schedule time for your interview it's not a problem we just getting interviews now and you keep checking up on on instagram and seeing the movement yeah for sure i've been following i will keep following i appreciate it i'll try and you know kind of push it next couple of weeks that is the show now regardless of the audio challenges i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you're able to get the message or at least get an idea of what um tolu was discussing and experiencing tolu is quite something isn't he i'm not sure what i expected but he's very much single-minded and committed to the work that he's doing i found it interesting though that he doesn't seem to believe that there was any racism going on at the border Just in case you missed that part, he suggested that it made sense to prioritize the family of Ukrainian men and fighters to flee the war zone because those men were sacrificing their lives for the country. So it was more of a matter of Ukrainian nationality, I guess. Um, And I can certainly understand that. But what isn't clear to me is if that discrimination was also happening to other people of European descent or if it was just black people. I guess it would make it more fair if it was, you know, everybody else but Ukrainian men or Ukrainian men's families. So I think it's hard to tell in that case, but um, it just got me thinking because from the news, I definitely got the impression that it was much more racially um, charged than, than he seems to think it was. That being said, I respect the work that Nigerians like Tolu are doing. It is yet another reminder of the level of courage and integrity that Nigerians have within them. However, It's appalling how little the Nigerian government has shown up for us, its people. 
but I guess there's nothing new there. I hope this episode leaves you with hope, relief, and pride at how Nigerians in diaspora like us are showing up in Ukraine. And I hope it compels you to support the efforts out there. Links in the show notes. And as usual, you can write to me at twotakesandapod at gmail.com. If it's easier, you can follow me on twotakesandapod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yep, just shoot me a DM there, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say, especially on this topic. Don't forget to support the show so you keep getting quality conversations like this. Give me five stars across the board and leave a like on your streaming platform of choice. Please give me those five stars. They definitely help, um, you know, with the algorithm. Of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, this has been Two Takes on the Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.